From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton for December 30th, 2013. I'm Susan Spraker. And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back to all of our returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show. We'd love to hear your feedback. Call or text our listener line at 565-3229 or send your comments to podcaststockton at gmail.com. Coming up on today's show, we catch up with Wes Ray of Visit Stockton and Matt, Greg, and I discuss... Stockton in 2013 and looking forward to 2014. joined in the Outback Studios by Wes Ray, the Chief Executive Officer of Visit Stockton. Wes, it's been a number of years since you've been in the Outback and on the show. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Wes, tell us what is Visit Stockton? Uh, Visit Stockton is the official destination marketing organization for the city of Stockton. So we are responsible uh, for the marketing and promotion of Stockton to uh, our region, the state, and the world, um, trying to get visitors to come here. Really, our overall goal is to get folks to stay overnight, but visitors of any type will take. You know, that's kind of our calling. And you, uh, we talked about this a long time ago, but for new listeners, what, what does that mean to be in a city like Stockton that's had our fair share of bad press and being the marketing force to get people to visit our city? Well, I can tell you there are easier places to sell. Um, you know, Stockton, tourism is not one of our top economies. So when you look at the state of California where, you know, tourism is a big uh, revenue generator just for the state in gener- general. Then you look at a city like San Francisco, number one tourism. Anaheim, number one tourism. San Diego, number one tourism. There's so many states where number tourism is one, two, or three in their, uh, you know, in the economic development cycle. We, I don't even know in Stockton where that would actually rank uh, as in uh, things that bring money to our community, but uh, that's what makes it challenging. Folks don't think about uh, Stockton as a destination, and so uh, it's challenging. And of course, it's also challenging because you have this internal negativity that we constantly are dealing with here in Stockton. So one of our one of our um, words that we use in our mission statement is, you know, to promote a positive image for Stockton because the image is also part of it too. Is really telling the true story, like you guys do. Uh, about Stockton and, and trying to get past all this negativity. So, but you know what? We, it works. I mean, we, we get people to come and each year we get more people to come. So, you know, it, it's not like it's an impossible. I think people think it's harder than it actually is. So Wes, I know that you uh, work in some leadership roles in statewide convention and visitors, bureau associations, that type of thing. So what's your strategy for attracting people to, to come to Stockton? Well, 
I think what we really look at, we have a couple pillars that we work at at the Visitors Bureau. And um, group business is obviously the biggest thing that we work on because groups are what hotels really, that's their, their bread and butter. You don't see a lot of leisure travelers here like you would see in some cities where families just go to travel. So we work really on that group travel segment. So that's meetings and conferences um, at hotels. And it's also sports. And sports is huge for us. Uh, we're responsible for recruiting amateur and collegiate uh tournaments championships and events into stockton and so uh, those are the two biggest ones but you know we're always working on um, just bringing those day travelers in even though our our overall goal is to bring overnight stays to stockton i think we all understand how important it is to get folks to come here and just spend money you know i always explain to folks that you know the we always want visitors to come to our city so we can have more money in our coffers folks don't understand that we all leave town to spend money, and so we have to replace that money with some other dude coming here and spending their money. And so for us, it's about that day traveler. And, you know, when we look at visitor statistics, we look at folks 50 miles or farther. So our goal is to get people to come from, you know, Sacramento or Livermore or even farther to come and just dine, shop, visit friends and relatives. All of that helps our economy. So. You've been in your role, or at least with Visit Stockton for the past several years, um, what what have you seen as far as big cha- you know, changes in, in the way you do business um, to attract people to come here? Well, you know, the, the economy really changed the travel industry in general nationwide. You know, the, the birth of what we call OTAs, online travel agents, you know, seven, eight years ago, the Expedias were never so big. All of those things where you could just go on and buy that travel product and now it's so packaged was never like that. And so folks called visitors bureaus more, meeting planners called visitors bureaus more, um, hotels depended on us more because we were those folks to sell um, the official message. Now everybody wants to be the official you know, message for travel and tourism for your destination. You know, And folks, the other, not only OTAs, but now this user-generated content, um, TripAdvisor and Yelp, you know, folks don't come to our site to look for a list of restaurants. They want to go a place where they can find recommendations. So we have to figure out in our world is how we fit into that. And we're actually in our new website that we'll launch next year. We're going to be integrating Yelp into it um, because, you know, folks don't want to work on our website if they just get a list. They need the recommendations. So uh, I think the main way it's changed is just the the visitors bureaus of the world are no longer the official source for information where we were at one time the spot to go everybody's got visitor information so where we find our little niche in there because we are experts TripAdvisor is not an expert in our region yelp is not an expert in our region right. we are the experts so it's that one-on-one that we will always offer and cannot be replaced um, but it still is uh, difficult and the web is becoming more and more dominant you know i mean when i took over this position having a mobile site wasn't even thought of and now nearly 40% of our web traffic is mobile. So it's just an amazing, amazing transition that we've had uh, in the last six, seven years. Can you tell us a little bit about your ambassador program and how that um, translates into um, you know, bringing folks to Stockton or maybe even helping Stocktonians you know, feel, feel good about Stockton? We're excited about this ambassador program. You know, it's been a little slow going for us. And, and really, it's getting people wrapped around what that means to be a tourism ambassador. But really, we look at it as just being a general Stockton ambassador. 
We are the first city in California. There's three cities that have this program. It's a national certification program. Um, so that means that there's curriculum, there's a test, and at the end it's for our class, and it's a national body that governs how we teach this class. And there are actually 10,000 certified tourism ambassadors across the country. So we're the third city in California, Anaheim. Okay, they're <laughs> no one. brainer. They're, they, yeah, right. They have a pretty big draw down there. They yeah. do. They got a lot of people. Um, Sonoma County just came on in October of last year. They have a thousand ambassadors with the, not even a year yet. Yeah. So their their program has been so strong. So we are the first city that I say is not really. People are like, okay, why does Stockton have the tourism ambassador program? You get <laughs> uh, you get Anaheim, I get Sonoma, but yeah. and we really did it because. One of the challenges that we have in our business is that we can get people here, but we have no way to impact their experience. You know, I can't, you know, I, I, you come here, you visit, but then all of a sudden you decide to, you know, you're bored, you just want to go drive, and you say, oh, 8th Street sounds like a fun place to drive, and, you know, I, so we can't control that. Right. And also, as you can imagine, when you go into a hotel and you've traveled before, you ask the front desk person who's probably in their 20s, what's there to do, and, you know, you we don't know what answer they're going to get. So the ambassador program is really focused on educating frontline people and anybody who engages with a visitor, either that's through community events and volunteering or through some hospitality industry, but really focused on educating them on how to provide one, a great um, experience here in Stockton and where to find that information. So we can, so our goal is to have every touch point, every time a visitor interacts with someone at a restaurant attraction or a hotel they're getting this consistent message about stockton's a great place what can i help you find to do here in stockton so uh it's really trying to get a mindset and really we have about 70 or so ambassadors that have uh, gone through our program since it launched in the spring and that we get amazing feedback in our class people just they get excited and passionate there are so many passionate people in Stockton that are really passionate about this city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we get to see them in this class. Um, And it's not easy. It's a 150 page pre-read that you do prior to class. You get that about two weeks ahead. Then there's a four hour class and then there's a a 20 something question test. Uh, And then you get your little pin and you get your certificate at the end. It's, it's really a cool program. So really it's just about changing the perception of those who are offering information. One of the questions we ask in the class is, uh, where do you think people go to get uh, ask for visitor information? And the, usually the number one answer is gas stations. That's scary, <laughs> right? Well, and it just seems so antiquated. <laughs> right. Well, number one, I'm never going to get gas station people to go through the ambassador program, I don't think. But well, number two is... who's talking to you at the gas station? No one's talking to anybody I, at the gas station. No, you know, they get off the freeway and they say, where's a great place to eat? I can... I, oh, my God. You oh, almost no. want a secret shop that, just for the humor of yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to be able to get to that level. Um but, you know, our goal is to, the many touch points as we can to have people go, wow, Stockton really gets it. They understand the value of tourism. And I, we try to really push the message to that waitress or that front desk clerk that you are the reason that tourism is successful. It's not what we do. Mm-hmm. Because if they have a crappy experience here, yeah. if they don't feel like they're served by you, we've lost them. And yeah. I, can, I can't even spend enough money to get them back. Right. So it's, it's, it's been a fun program for us to really get – moving and uh we hope that we get more and more stocktonians engaged in the program it's again we got a lot of our hotel partners going through um we don't have a lot of restaurants they're always tough we have a couple police that gone through but you know we've just had community volunteers just in my last class i had 
a lady who took a half day, she's a school teacher, took a half day just because she loves Stockton and she wow. wanted to be a certified ambassador. So um, it's it's a fun program. So, And we actually have a website for that, StocktonAmbassadors.com. So, uh, it's... Uh, Susan, I think <coughs> you and I... I know. Officially... We probably um, should. Look into being Stockton ambassador. This little so. binder you get for the pre-read, it's just chock full of... It goes everything from history to attractions, and, and it's, it's, it is such an eye-opener, especially our history. It's, we got such a rich history in our, in our area, but no, you would definitely sign you up. Yeah. And so the mechanics of that are once, um, you know, ambassadors are trained or whatever, they're just actually going out to the front lines of events or restaurants or... Um, and and talking to folks about what there is to do in Stockton, what's great about Stockton. Right. Everybody doesn't necessarily work in a in a workplace where they engage with visitors all the time. So we'll be building a, a larger volunteer cadre to kind of deal with some larger events in town, sporting events. But also we're we're trying to keep our ambassadors engaged um, through different events that only ambassadors can attend. So we may do a behind-the-scenes tour at the Hagen Museum that mm-hmm. only CTAs can go through. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we're working on a, a, a discount program. So right now we have a free ice skating ice park, Oak, um, Oak Park Ice Arena and free admission to the Hagen Museum. And this year we had free admission to Stocktoberfest for two just for CTAs. And the reason is uh, we're trying to incentivize CTAs to continue to experience their community. And mm-hmm. it's really in the benefit of a restaurant or an attraction to get CTAs in there because when you know about something, you're more likely to talk about it. Exactly. So um, while every CTA may not have a job where they interact with visitors, but we're really trying to keep them engaged and providing volunteer opportunities in the community. We do a, a bi-monthly newsletter to keep in touch. And so it's, uh, it's kind of a constant thing. Again, we're still in that growing mode now. Wow. You talked a lot about, you know, the I would have never thought a gas station to ask somebody. But you know, you talked about, you know, who do you ask for tips and things like that and you know, one of the things you and I have talked about for years is the the amount of things you can do in this city that people forget about. And you always seem to have your organization seems to have the the most up-to-date events calendar. You have that wonderful email that comes out every week. Um, I love getting the, that. Yeah, on on the weekend. Um, and all of these, you know, amazing events and what, what are the, you know, are there, are there things that always tend to surprise people that they forget about or they don't know about or, or are there new things that, uh, are happening in the city that people don't, may not know about? We get surprised by stuff that's happening in the community. I mean, even though we work hard and it's actually Megan, <coughs> excuse me, Megan in our office who works her butt off scouring websites and we bring in newspapers and whatever we can to make sure that we have the largest and most accurate calendar. Um, and that way we can feed our email. Um, we're always surprised, you know, there's still events that we'll see in the paper the next day after it happens that we never heard of. And so oh. there's just so much going on. Um, you know, we haven't, uh, I think what people tend to like the most, what we see, we kind of gauge it by what gets shared on Facebook more, you know, because oh, yeah. we'll always post events on Facebook and some would just go crazy multicultural events always do well what's been doing really well lately is food truck frenzy oh yeah i mean you know we have twenty thousand facebook followers and that thing will you know we'll get you know so many eight six or seven thousand views on that wow sometimes a hundred shares i mean people just the food truck food is just you know people just love it yeah um so those kind of trendy things now that are happening 
uh, and that's just really in Stockton. It's infancy. I mean, Sacramento has, has been had that food truck park for a while. So um, cultural events are always popular, though. They probably are number one thing that folks just love to do because um, we all like eating, and cultural events usually mean food. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, we're just such a diverse community, and we just love celebrating others, you know, culture. Yeah. You have a new building, or the the Convention and Visitors Bureau has a new building, a new office. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We have a new old building. Old building. I yeah. love that. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, we are actually in the uh, second oldest brick structure in Stockton, and it's the oldest commercial brick building in Stockton. So we are located now, um, if you're uh, on El Dorado Street facing the movie theater, we're right smack dab in the middle between the movie theater and the Hotel Stockton. So the building was built in 1860s. It was originally built as a hotel, which is just kind of cool because now we are funded by hotels and we work to fill hotels, but it was actually a hotel to begin with. And the court companies approached us a couple years ago about being the anchor tenant in this new kind of Stockton-centric building they had a vision of. Uh, unfortunately, redevelopment agencies folded and that was owned by the redevelopment agency. And so the sale was, and it was actually in escrow. And uh, it was in escrow for two years until finally the redevelopment agency um, was able to sell that property to the core companies and they remodeled it, did an amazing job. Um, it's just such a cool building that has so much character that, you know, we all have the, the exposed brick walls in our offices, which are just nice. Um, but it was, so it was built as a hotel. It went through uh, its iterations, hotels, speakeasy. Um, it was the state parole office of, in the nice. 80s and 90s, and then it was vacant for 10 years. And, and and sadly enough, it was falling apart. Like a lot of these buildings, it looked cool on the outside, but on the inside, different story. Hell. So mm-hmm. court really rescued that building. So then we moved in in May, and then right after that, the Downtown Alliance uh, worked out an agreement to move in too. So the goal's always been to have this as a Stockton-centric building, not lawyers and not you know, other offices downtown. Mm-hmm. This one we wanted because it's right smack dab at the head of the channel. That building mm-hmm. has seen everything from people getting yeah. off boats to, yeah. I mean, every building around there just didn't exist. The Hotel Stockton was built 50 years after this building yeah. was built. So it's it's such great history to be inside of it. And it's supposedly haunted, so <laughs> I've got to get the Paranormal Society out yeah. there. Yeah, there's them an event there. in the making right there. Right. We want to do like some Halloween uh <laughs> like tour through the basement, but uh, the court companies might have to prove that. So, <laughs> but so the bottom floor is empty now. And, and really the goal is uh, hopefully they'll find the right tenant that does this kind of Stockton centric. They literally look for a gathering place. So it may be coffee or wine, uh, small plates. It's kind of like the mile wine company, but if it was downtown, mm-hmm. um, but also a place where you can get Stockton stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, not only Stockton, but San Joaquin County. So it could be olive oils or locally made jewelry, hmm. or it could be one-stop shop for where you can get Thunder, Ports, Pacific Gear, oh, Asparagus wow. Festivals. Gear. That would be ideal. That's really been the vision is mm-hmm. that this is a Stockton-centric building. And then this bottom floor needs to That's really great. revolve around that thought process. Now, we all know that the reality is that they, they, they're going to, has to make some money. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the biggest challenge because you know what happens in downtown a lot is that, you know, folks have the best intentions. Great ideas. Next thing you know, they're selling movie theater candy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the reality is you got to make money. And when you have a 3,000 square foot space, it's not cheap. So um, we're hoping we find the right 
uh, person, court companies finds the right person to, to work on that space. Cause they're really talking about having an outdoor patio there on the promenade mm. and, uh, some really just cool vibe place. And I think it would just be great partnership with us too. So we'd love to see some kind of a, you know, a farmer's market or, you know, a market in some of those buildings, old buildings downtown. I mean, with farming being what it is around here, you know, something like a Pike's market in Seattle or something like that. I just think would be so awesome down downtown. Yeah. Yeah, We have talked about that. You know, I just went into the market tavern. I don't know if you've been there yet. It's the new, the new, the old socks and Joe's location. Two nights ago. And they have this little small market in there where they have fresh vegetables, cheese. They serve some of their own Mm -hmm. uh, food in there. But I just thought, look what small space this took. But what a cool concept. Mm -hmm. And even Mile Wine with their artisan cheeses that they have and just that cool stuff. And like, you know, it doesn't take much space. This space is huge in the bottom of my building. So You could stall it out like the ferry building even in San Francisco. That that concept's been discussed too. You know, it just takes, again, it takes the right operator. Court companies, you know, they're not in that business. Yeah. Um, and, uh, right at this current time, I know the board of my organization and the board of the downtown Alliance doesn't really want to be in the, in the retail business either. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's exciting though. It's, yeah. you know, it's such an amazing place to, I worked in downtown for the last 10 years, but to be right in the middle, the heart of it, there's so much great food and just bodies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just an amazing place to work. Yeah. And I can look at down the channel every well, day. I was going to say, have you been to the building, Susan? I've not been inside of it. I yeah, been in around it, but I have not been inside of it. I'd love to. Don't want to mention that little parole stint. No, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. that was a very uh, long time ago. Wes and I had lunch recently. I was downtown, and uh, uh, he treated me to a nice lunch in the building, and. I, nice. It is the best view. I mean, you could go to the top of the Medico Dental and see Mount Diablo, but you can sit in your building and have the most amazing view, with the channel of down of that side of downtown. It is just an it's an incredible view. You, you really start taking it for granted, but a lot of folks look out there because you got the palm trees and you got the water yeah. and the reflection of that, and it doesn't look like i mean you can't say it doesn't look like stockton because this is the stockton we all know but i think for the outsider yeah if you took a picture outside that window they think okay san diego you know they think something <laughs> right. totally different yeah well it's sparkled up it's just yeah. stocked and sparkled up the next yeah. time you guys do that give me a call i i told wes <laughs> that the thing about if if i work in his building because out right outside of his office you can peer down and you can you're looking right into the movie theater i can I think, see mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. I, I, yeah so I'm like uh yeah i think i can knock off now we have yet movie. to do that we were talking before we moved in there that we were going to say okay, team building right you know, yeah. or long lunch we'd figure out some way to go see movies but we've just been busy yeah. and so uh we travel a lot as an office if it's not you know myself got i've got two sales managers that are out doing sales either sports or meetings so we we're out a lot and so uh that hasn't come to fruition yet but it's on the it's on the horizon i think so speaking of that and you've said um, you talked earlier about about sports, and since we last spoke uh, um, two more than two years ago, um, your organization has grown quite a bit, in, in including um, folding in the, the former sports commission into into visit Stockton. So, you know, tell us about what that means, and and what type of of you know we have the Thunder, and we have um, the Ports, but besides that, you know you you guys have a full-time job trying to attract sporting events. Tell us about what kind of events you go sure. for. 
Well, you know, the, there's been times through our the last eight years of the Visitors Bureau where there's just been one person, and now we're up to five. And so mm-hmm. that is exciting. And last year we brought on, we took over sports in uh, basically the summer of 2011. Uh, and basically this is the recruitment of sporting events to Stockton. And uh, last December we brought on Tim Passes. He came from the Stockton Ports. He had been there for uh, a few years, and he's really helped elevate our game in this sports market. So really we're focused on... You know, a lot of folks think, oh, you would do stuff with the Thunder, do stuff with the Ports, and we actually do nothing with professional right. sports whatsoever, um, you know, unless it would be some large, like Amgen, I guess, may be considered a professional sport because it's Are a Are we going to get Amgen back? Oh, Russ, now. No, okay. you know, Central Valley's been skipped two years in a row. They just announced all yeah. the cities, and yeah. Central Valley was skipped again. Even I'm though sorry, been... can you educate me on what that uh, is? It's the Amgen Tour of California's <coughs> professional cycling. It's the Tour de France of California. Thank you. And it's a big deal. And yeah. we had a, a stage start here. Yes, um, way back when. Yeah, and I got to see Lance Armstrong before we knew he was a cheater. But uh, it'd be nice. Stockton, I think downtown is, would be prime real estate Ideal. for a start or a finish. But yeah. So Amgen, really, and just not to get sidetracked, but Amgen does ask a lot of cities to apply. We were going to apply last year. They asked Turlock to apply. They've asked Turlock to apply the last two years and have not selected Turlock. It's a lot of work to build this LOC, mm-hmm. this local organizing committee. Yeah. You know, your partners together, determine costs, determine a fundraising strategy because these ventures are cheap too. I mean, right. a start city can be twenty five, forty five thousand. In city can be eighty five to a hundred plus thousand dollars that you would have to raise as a community. So uh, we didn't apply this year, and a lot of it's because one of the main costs involved in an event like Engine is uh, road closures in police. Hmm. And those yeah. are not cheap assets. No. And so we actually had uh, Tim from our office had a meeting with the city today, and, and we're going to look at how we can possibly apply for that next year. And, and again, it's still a crapshoot, but we, we believe that they haven't been in the Central Valley for a couple of years, that yeah. it may be time for them to come back. So um, that's just one of the type of events that we try to go after. You know, um, <clears throat> folks just, I don't know what they imagine. You know, we bring in a lot of softball tournaments, baseball tournaments, you know, West Coast Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, before they were, Pacific was even in the conference, uh, we were able to secure their baseball championships in downtown Stockton. Mm. So that happened last year. Uh, timing wasn't awesome. I guess it was awesome for Stockton because the Thunder was in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and but it competed mm-hmm. against our event. Um, oh. But they've also, uh, West Coast Conference, coming back for two more years of that baseball championship. Oh, so great. Uh, <clears throat> that's one of the type of events um you know we do softball asa softball tournaments that are national what's cool about sports is it's been a really recession-proof market um unlike the meetings market of government travel where you know it was bad to travel for a while right you know travel's bad it's excessive especially some of the government stuff budgets the, get cut for right. that kind of thing well sports you know mom and dad are not gonna not let little let Johnny baby, do his thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And what's cool about sports is that, you know, when you are when you go on a business trip, you go by yourself. Well, when little Johnny goes to play softball, well, sissy may have to go because no one's there to watch her. And then there's mom and dad. Sometimes nice. grandparents come. They eat. They uh, stay mm-hmm. in hotels. And so, you know, there's some weekends where we have over a thousand rooms just because of softball. Travel wow. ball so, is big. Oh, you know, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but some of the unique stuff we have... Um, we actually have an event coming up in 2014 that we secured in 2012, uh, which is the 2014 uh, United States Twirling Association Baton Twirling Championships are coming here. Wow. So we will have, uh, and this is, hasn't been in California in 14 years. Wow. Uh, last time it was in Oakland. 
So we are the host in July. So this speechless. up to 800 baton twirlers from all over the country wow. are going to converge onto the Stockton Arena for almost a week of twirling. So you're talking the economic impact for an event like that can be well over a million dollars. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's terrific. The other uh, one we landed for next year that is a little unique is that Pacific just built a beach volleyball court. Oh, yeah. You know, right? We talked about that. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, we are bringing in, it's an EVP, it's a touring uh, beach volleyball organization, and uh, we signed a two-year agreement with them to bring their event uh, next summer, oh, uh, next fall, actually, I think it's in September, uh, to that facility. So they'll bring in the professionals that tour on their circuit um, to come in and, and do some events, and it's during the school year after it starts next year, so that'll be cool. We'll be able to build that base of students, but it's also a good way to highlight that asset. So we work a lot with athletic directors facility managers really just focused on whatever we can bring we've applied uh, i can tell you we've applied for some larger um national uh, rowing events so oh, we can just get rid of that green weed that's in the yeah. channel oh, yeah. we'll be in yeah. better shape. a little hard to that's, row with that that's stuff. the hundred thousand dollar question yeah, isn't see it Tim out there with a rake right before the event <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know if i'd hate it it's got to do what it got to do yeah but um you know so we're constantly out there putting bids in. We just did, uh, we we submitted bids to NCAA, over 50 bids now because it's highly competitive to host an NCAA event. And I think we're actually going to get one or two out of it. We're on a short list for one that looks pretty wow. positive. Um, so anyway, that's the kind of stuff that we're looking at there because there's just a lot of money in sports. And uh, more and more cities are doing it, so it's becoming more and more competitive. And that's why we have someone full-time dedicated yeah. to it. Wow. Wes, you've been instrumental in the Stockton Asparagus Festival for the past few years. Can you tell us what's going on with that event in 2014? It's going to be as awesome as ever. Great. Um, great It is going to be, you know, downtown Stockton, of course, because it's really the only place it should be. But, um, you know, got a little sidetracked a little last year trying to work through our process with the city. But that's all past us now. And. And downtown is such a perfect venue for that event. And we know that, uh, of course. And, and we still hear from folks that want it back at Oak Grove Park. But today's festival could never be held at Oak Grove Park. Uh, it's the, first of all, you remember back in the days of Oak Grove, you know, this is our 11th year downtown this coming year. Yeah. So people wow. don't realize it's been that long. Yeah. Yeah. So 11 years ago, there was no Park West Place. There was no Spanish Park East. Yeah. You know how mad those people would be if we backed up the I-5 like we used to? Remember the thing used to oh, back yeah. up uh, yeah. or shut down 8 Mile like we used to? Yeah. Just, Traipsing through the yeah. dirt and, and the, the dust, dust yeah. and the oh, and if it rained, yeah. and that fields. Field. Yeah, and yeah. finding your car and yeah. And actually parking, about it. for most folks who understand, uh, at least have a basic knowledge of downtown, parking is really easier than it used to be. And, and the, mm-hmm. concept, the concept that you have to pay for parking is not true either because there's lots of parking downtown. Yeah. If you're willing to just walk a couple blocks, that it's totally free. Mm-hmm. So uh, downtown is a, just an amazing venue. We're going to do a few minor uh, tweaks at the festival. We had a tough year last year. We actually Did had 25,000 less attendees. Now explain that. Wow. We haven't ever figured it out. You know, was it the heavy rock mix on entertainment? Because we did have a very rock and roll, um, which some folks considered not as diverse. Uh, but we had great, great lineup, but um, very rock centric. Was it that? Was it this last year ahead or prior to that where we just got beat up in the Sacramento media about high crime and homicides? You know, we just got slaughtered mm-hmm. in 2012. Mm-hmm. So was it that? Was it the economy? Was it the Boston bombing, which happened 10 days oh, prior? Right. There's a lot of yeah. variables. Well, all sure. those variables 
caused a drop in 25,000 people. The lowest, we hadn't had that low of attendance since the park. So we are making some minor tweaks and not in reaction to this, but we have to do some cost saving measures too, because we can't expose ourselves financially to this sure. kind of risk because right. we want to support nonprofits and yeah. we didn't make a lot of money last year and yeah. nonprofits took the hit. And now we have to also work with the city and, and make sure that they are made whole by their costs. So we're, we're making um, cuts that most people won't even notice uh, in the festival. We're always looking for ways to kind of freshen up things. I think the entertainment's probably going to be really great. We uh, we won't know that. We won't make it public until um, probably January, February. Um, but I, I think you should expect some pretty awesome entertainment this year. <laughs> um, Food-wise, it's going to be the same. You know, I, I oversee Asparagus Alley. Um, it's one of my jobs as a board member. And uh, so we have our core dishes, which is uh, deep fried asparagus, pasta, burritos, sandwiches, and then ice cream. And ice, ice cream has been the runaway hit, of course. <laughs> um, and that'll be on my tombstone because I'm the inventor <laughs> yeah. of asparagus ice cream. And... Um, now, now, are you still running out? You know, you, you still measure how soon you run out? You know, last year we did over 10,000 servings and we ran out at 4 o'clock on Sunday. Now, what you got to remember is there's 25,000 less people, people there. Thank goodness, right? Right. That so all came out in the wash. my ice cream guy, uh, he works, you know, Gleason's Ice Cream makes wow. it locally. And that guy, well, he works till like 2 or 3 in the morning because he's got to make his own regular ice cream for his shop and he's got to do his own stuff. So he doesn't do our ice cream till the shop closes right so the poor guy works so hard um but gleason's is they're just a great partner and yeah. so ice cream will be big you know we're always looking for new dishes you know there are some dishes that we do in asparagus alley that are um that are not as cost effective as others because of certain specific ingredient or process so we're always thinking of what can we do new but we just can't think of anything we have uh, asparagus doesn't go with everything, number one. Not like garlic, you can't just throw it on something and call it a right. dish. Um, you know, we thought simple things like asparagus nachos, that'd be exciting. Or this year, we were really kind of thinking, do we want to do like a, a flatbread pizza with asparagus? Because that's just yummy. But yeah. we thought about how you do the brick ovens. And, you know, we, we talked to one guy, you could do 40 per hour. Well, that's not enough. How many ovens no, do I have yeah. to have? And so... Yeah. Uh, we tried to we tried to bring a spareberry shortcake back last mm-hmm. year, which I love personally, but it's not a two dessert festival. We just didn't sell as much until ice cream ran out, and mm-hmm. the spareberry shortcake kicked up. So a lot of weird science in this, and you got to figure these other dishes. You're selling less than five thousand servings of pasta burrito and sandwiches, yeah. Where you're selling forty thousand deep fry. Deep fry. So if when you look at an attendance of a hundred thousand people and you sell four or five thousand of a dish. Part of me thinks, you know, gosh, four or five percent of the people were buying it. You, if you got rid of it, would anybody be mad? No, yeah. but we got to have something, so we keep treading along. So we're always looking for suggestions. If you maybe got that a contest, bullet, I know. maybe some kind of crazy contest where people could enter their, you know, and we we just we love dish. feedback. The challenges, like we have to start thinking about food costs and, now. and preparation and mm-hmm. food safety and all of these little <laughs> issues. And then once mm-hmm. you start doing that. It, Starts nicking off a lot of little <laughs> how easy an event. We thought rice bowl, teriyaki rice bowl, um, uh, but you know, keeping rice warm and steamed, and there's yeah. a lot of issues with that. And yeah. there's hey, a lot of rice bowls, broke. right? You know, as long as you keep with the uh, deep fried asparagus. Will of there course. be? <laughs> is there still an asparagus margarita available? Asparagus. There are asparagus, yes. Asparagus, mm. excellent. Those are very good. Yeah, and I think. Uh, um, he may move locations this year. I think at least he's going to sell on the Spirits of the Valley tent, which is next to the stage. So, 
Um, yeah, those are popular, you know. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. I wish we could have asparagus beer again, but, you know, I think it's just, it's probably not the right palate. <laughs> I've never had asparagus beer. People say we should get a Lockford sausage and make an asparagus Lockford sausage, like asparagus sausage and do uh-huh. that too. But Lockford sausage has four booths at our um, festival oh, yeah. and we'd be in direct competition with the vendor there so i don't yeah. know how that would go over and maybe, i don't know if you really so want much. a asparagus sausage so anyway if anybody listening has an idea yeah please reach out to us we're always open for um uh thinking of new asparagus dishes that we can share with the public and we're not afraid to try something out for a year or so anyway just to see how it'll roll yeah but, uh, you know, it's awesome. So, no, the festival's great. It'll be downtown, 25th, 26th, 27th. Um, and uh, it's going to be a great year. We're feeling really positive about it. Good. That sounds great. That, that, that's good. I'm glad that, uh, you know, touch and go there in the in the press with what's going to happen. So I'm glad it's coming back. And, and I liked, uh, I liked the, the park, but uh, something special about being downtown. A lot seems, seems to be a better layout, so that's good. It's all good. Wes, in addition to the Visit Stockton and the Stockton Asparagus Festival, you are also um, a part of the United Way. Talk to us a little bit about that and, uh, you know, what, what what has it been like through the last several years, especially with the economic downturn? What's it been like uh, fundraising for that organization? I love the United Way. You know, I've been involved for five, six, seven years now. I'm the past chair of the organization. Um and, you know, it's such an amazing organization. One, because we have an amazing leader. Andy Prokop is, is an amazing man. I've said amazing four times, but I can't really <laughs> say, you know, enough about United Way and what it does for our community. Um, and, and not only Andy, but the team there. And, and, you know, they have such tenure in their team uh, between Donna and Angie. You know, one has 45 years of United Way. I think the other one's or 48 and 35 years. It's, it's unreal. So it, it hasn't been easy, the economic downturn. You know, where we really lost it, it's interesting because we look at a lot of numbers and donors and all of this, and we don't make as much money as we used to. But one of the unique things that United Way does is this option to payroll give. Mm-hmm. And uh, no other organization does it. I mean, if, if you want to give money to the Women's Center, you can do it through United Way and get it taken out of your check each paycheck. No other nonprofit has the infrastructure to tap into your paycheck or have that way to do that where mm-hmm. they can give that giving. So it's that conduit the United mm-hmm. Way provides that no other organization does. So what we've seen is that giving at the business level and the individual level through those payroll campaigns has been pretty stable. If not, we, we actually open up new businesses mm-hmm. all the time. And I think people are in tough times. People feel a little more generous because they know someone who's been impacted by the economy or some other uh, thing that may be tied to a United Way agency. So we've actually seen, you know, folks give a little more on the private side. Um, we've had challenges on the government side, you know, um, when the, you know, government agencies, the county and the city take cuts and you're looking at your paycheck and they're saying, okay, I've got to pay more for insurance or you're going to take less, give me less money. They look at that paycheck and go, what can I change? And United Way is one of those things that they can change. So unfortunately, that has, has been one thing with the, the, uh, change in government and also corporate giving just over the last five, six years has changed where corporations were much more generous um, with their dollars because they had profits um, that has fallen back. Also, uh, we're starting to see some of that come back, um, but we have great partners in the community. We're countywide. So General Mills is a great partner. We have a lot of great local banks that are partners, but all of them have been challenged by the community. So we've seen the challenges uh, there in the organization, but 
besides that, it's still just such a great opportunity for folks to give. And I think that's the core thing United Way has to offer. And we're seeing that grow more and more companies. I've always encouraged folks, if their company does not participate in the United Way campaign and have the opportunity to give, because I always see it as the opportunity to give. It's not like we're going to a company and saying, we want you to give. I mean, people, I think, genuinely right. have a good heart. But they don't know how to give. No, it's, trust me, writing a $100 check to the Women's Center or the Child Abuse Prevention Council is not easy to do for anybody, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But if you can do it through payroll, payroll deduction. If you never see it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it makes it so easy. All of a sudden, you can do something impactful. Mm-hmm. And if you do $5 a paycheck and you have 24 paychecks a year, well, then you give over $100 to a nonprofit of your choice. You can give it to the, you know, if you like pets, give it to a pet organization. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a heart for the homeless, give it to the homeless organization. You can give it to whoever you Through want. United Way. Through United Way. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, it's an amazing conduit. And, I, and again, I think people want to give. We, you know, when people are approached about donating United Way, it's hard to say, God, five bucks paycheck. I mean, really? I mean, even at every level on the pay scale. And we do tend to see a lot of folks who are on the lower end can be generous. It's a latte, you know? It's the right. latte factor. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So we're constantly looking for new campaigns to open, and we they have a great team at United Way. They'll come and explain the process with the HR department. Andy will come out. A lot of times they'll bring a nonprofit organization with them um, that'll do the talk. And so the women's – and you can request whatever agency you want. If you want the Children's Home of Stockton to come out with Andy and talk to your group, you can. A lot of times – uh, the company may already have a tie to an organization. Like, for instance, uh, Stockton PD, a lot of their donations go to the police chaplaincy. It's a nonprofit organization that supports them, but they can do it through their payroll giving and do it that way. Uh, educators, um, a lot of times, will give to education things that will benefit their school. You know, So a lot of times the company itself can have a tie to a nonprofit, and that's another reason to bring United Way in to help be that conduit. So no, it's it's uh, an, um, it's a great organization. I would encourage anybody to to get out there, and and you can actually support it at this time because you know the United Way. It's not the United Way Super Bowl raffle anymore, but the Super Bowl raffle is happening right now, um, and the organization is over twenty organizations selling tickets, and if you buy a hundred dollar ticket, ninety dollars goes to whatever nonprofit you designate. Uh, the Community Foundation of San Joaquin County is running that uh, that raffle now and they'll give away is it five super bowl so five pairs of super bowl tickets and each one comes with two thousand dollars cash then there's another five one thousand dollar prizes another ten five hundred dollar prizes plus a myriad of other stuff so it's a hundred dollar ticket but it goes to a great cause and if you get to go to the super bowl even though it is outdoors this year and it is in jersey in january uh, it's a great bundle up (laughs) yeah so um yeah, but go buy your ticket. Still fun. Still yeah. an awesome opportunity. Yeah, Super Bowl, right. Yeah. So, and people wow. win every year. I, and you know what? I I shouldn't say that I hate to see it. That's a, that's a strong word. But every once in a while, you find out who wins. You're right, right. And I don't want to find out who wins. <laughs> I just want to forget about it's it. It's that jealousy But factor, every once yeah. in a couple of years, every, every few years, it's like you see on Facebook or something, they say, so-and-so won, and you're like, you are kidding me. They're going to the Super Bowl. I know it's uh, I know someone that won last year uh, and actually they uh, they ran a nonprofit themselves 
uh, that wasn't here in Stockton, but they donated the tickets to their own nonprofit so they can raise funds because you know how it is as a nonprofit. Yeah, right. You know, any opportunity to raise money, you're going to do it. So Absolutely. Uh, he did that instead of going to the to the event. He actually donated it to a silent auction thing and then raised money for his organization and Probably took the up. cash, gave it to his organization. Quite and, a bit of money. That's great. Yeah. That's the best kind of story of regifting that I've heard in a long time. <laughs> and that's a hard one to give up. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Wes, I'm interested to know, um, you know, you had almost a 10-year career in the Army, and so I'm wondering, um, you know, how did that lead you uh, to doing the kind of work that you're doing now with Visit Stockton? It's, I don't know if it's, it doesn't seem like a natural path, especially the job that I had in the Army. I was on tanks, and so for what I do now and what I did in the Army, there couldn't be a bigger <laughs> difference. But I kind of started in this marketing realm actually in high school, uh, I did, uh, you know, I was born and raised in Stockton. I did move to Manteca for the last three years of high school. And um, I was in my theater group there, and I used to go out and sell ads. And I was actually designing our programs back then for our theater productions. And back then, you would have to, you would, uh, there was typesetting, you know, printer would typeset. That's what they called it back, you know, typesetting. <laughs> um, but, you know, you could also do things like cut, you know, cut uh, things out and cut letters out and lay them out and put them on a copy machine. You could do all kinds of creative yeah. design work back in the day yeah. and, and felt amazing about it. So I did that all through high school. And then I had opportunities through the Army in a couple of positions where um, I kind of did that marketing promotion event thing. Um and when I got out of the Army, of course, I, 10 years is a long time, and being on tanks uh, is not necessarily any natural transition. So when I got out, I, I actually did staffing for a little while, and it just wasn't, you know, this, there's a passion, you, as you all know. You want to have a passion about what you do, and I can tell you I did not have a passion. That wasn't it, huh? That's job. I do not. <laughs> um, and then I was fortunate enough to end up at the chamber, and, and when I was in the Army, I was actually very involved in the chamber. Uh, I was the Army recruiter, one of the Army recruiters in Auburn, up in the foothills, and so we were involved in the chamber. So it was a natural place for me to go when I came, uh, became a civilian again. And so I was lucky enough to get a job at the chamber running their education program, and then I went through Leadership Stockton, and I took over that program uh, for the class of 2005. And at the same time that I was doing these things, the city defunded the Visitors Bureau. They shut yeah. it down. And lucky for me, whatever little life it had left came back to the chamber to kind of incubate uh over a five-year period and i had the opportunity to move into that position and i took it because you know there's no better i mean if you love your city <laughs> there's hey. really not much of a better job you right. know and i love the marketing i love I, I always felt that i have a really good eye for design and balance and color when we're doing marketing promotion pieces and uh and i'm able to work you know, there was a time where I was designing things myself because there was no other body to do it. So it was just this fun passion. So the, what the Army, I think, has done for me is the Army is very much focused on leadership, of course, and, and in that kind of focus, taking care of your employees. I think we build a good team at the Visitors Bureau because obviously I'm I'm more of the, the face. The people who really do the hard work are, you know, Tim, Megan, Monica, and Heather at the office. They're the ones who... Do it execute and, and make me look good yeah um and of course in my position a lot of it's very political and you get you know you got a, the shaking hands going to meetings things um and they're out there working but in the army is like that in a way where you have someone that leads and then all your soldiers or airmen and marines are, are there supporting you so i think that the military really prepped me for that but i think it also gave me this heightened sense of community 
when I left yeah. and joined the army in 92, if you can remember what Stockton was like in 92, when I left, I didn't think I was coming back. You know, we had had <laughs> the uh, color <laughs> shooting at yeah, uh, the at movie, movie theater. Um, it wasn't that many years after the Cleveland movie. school. Mm-hmm. Um, they had done uh, Gangs and Guns. Peter Jennings had done that show about Stockton, how dangerous right. it was. Um, things were, downtown was just a mess. Oh, wouldn't go down there. Uh, yeah. Right. So it was when I left, it felt like, you know. Bye-bye. You know, thank goodness. Woo. Um, but, you know, when you're in the Army, of course, there's a big sense of pride um, in not only what you do in the Army, but your country. Um, and then I had the opportunity to come back and visit and saw the changes that Stockton was going through. Um, but, you know, you're, there's something about your hometown. And I'm very fortunate that I have my grandparents are still alive and they're here. Uh, my mom and dad live here. I've got cousins here. So I, my family unit's here. So uh, it was such a natural thing to come back and be in my community. And I'm, I'm thankful for that, for sure. Yeah, it does. It, you know, you said in the beginning of that, West that it didn't seem like a logical transition from the army into a role that you're in today. But boy, you, you, you draw that line the way you do. And it, at least for me, I, I see a, I see a direct line there and mm-hmm. it's about leadership, but it's also about marketing and some creativity and, and your roots uh, here in town. So I'm a big fan of the military. I mean, I obviously, you know, trust me when I was in high school, you know how y'all were the recruiter calls, you know, you're like, what are you crazy? I'll never join. <laughs> I'm not and, home. Right. And then of course, you know, life comes at you and you're, you know, for some reason you have this vision of what it's going to be like post high school and going to Delta high and going through that whole deal. And then you're like spinning your wheels and all of a sudden it's you get in a relationship or things just cost money and you realize you got to have money to do that. And, and so when I made that decision, it was more of a, at the time of my life, more of an escape, get out of Stockton, but also get a job because my base pay when I started, I think it was $600 a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but there's opportunities there too for sure. more education and uh, right. Yeah. Travel, and, travel and skill training. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily in my case, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and it worked out good for me because since I did not have a natural skill, the army paid for my, uh, bachelor's degree when I got out, not even using my GI bill, just because I had, they called it vocational rehabilitation um, because I had <laughs> been, been rehabilitated. Right. I've been rehabilitated. So, but I'm a bit, you know, I, having gone through it, what it does for, um, I don't know, your confidence and your mm-hmm. ability to, um, uh, I get, I think lead and react in situations. I would just, you know, I'm always, I'm already talking to my kids, you know, it's not, it used to be one of those negative things. And I think it's tough now because when I joined the army, of course, um, it was post Gulf war. It wasn't that mm-hmm. far after the Gulf war. And actually there was a very big sense of, uh, national pride back then. A lot of people wanted to join right. and go, you know, get Saddam. Um, by the time I joined, that was all gone. And the uh, only thing I ever trained for was Bosnia. And the reason I actually mm. got out of the Army after 10 years is because I had seen absolutely nothing. I was on tanks to go blow some stuff up. Yeah. And I So you didn't see conflict. Nothing. So I got out. And then I got out. I was on leave. And then stuff started happening. Yeah. I actually uh, started my leave um, the end of August 2001. I actually didn't leave service until October 2nd, 2001. But... I was on leave because I had to burn my vacation time, basically. And then all hell broke loose with 9-11. Yeah. So right. um, the dynamic has changed. And so when kids look at the military now, everybody's got to serve a tour somewhere. And that wasn't the reality. When I was a recruiter, I used to remember telling families, you know, their families would say, well, you know about war? I'm like, really? We don't do wars anymore. We go do we do roadblocks <laughs> and checkpoints in Bosnia. You know, we don't do the war war thing anymore. Yeah. We hadn't, you know, since right. the Gulf War. But now it's got to be tough for recruiters because... 
you know, and, and nowadays, no matter what your job is, they can put you on a patrol, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality of the military. You just do what you're told, even if you're trained for a certain skill. Um, so it's, it's got to be tough now, but uh, and it'd be tough for anybody to want to have their kid there, but it's a higher sense of self, I think, and it's kind of a hard thing to fathom, but, you know, dying for your country is, is something that you know, you're always conscious of when you're in the military, so. Yeah. And yeah. it sounds like, you know, it has helped to build a sense of community, you know, that you've carried forward, obviously, with what you've done in this community. Yeah. And I'd love to be more involved in local veteran stuff. I just don't have time. I just don't have time right now. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough just being involved in the stuff that, you know, and of course, I'm the Festival yeah. in the United Way are kind of things that I'm passionate about. And then I'm obviously on larger uh, regional and state boards. So someday that's my goal is to do something back for veterans, especially now we've got so many. Um, guys that are the age that the same guys I put in the army, um, mm-hmm. you know, for three years. Yeah. Well, let's change gears a little bit. And um, one of the things I always love talking to you about, Wes, is uh, is restaurants and new businesses, new attractions in town. So, since last we talked on air, anyway, what uh, you know, what are some of your favorite new uh, new hangout joints or restaurants in town? Well, I gosh, back then there was no mezzo. You know, there's been a <laughs> lot of changes in the restaurant world just in the last six months. Um, you know, I was, I really got into mezzo for a while. I just, the thing that has always frustrated me about, um, restaurants in Stockton, San Joaquin County in general, is that they are never good marketers about the fact that they use locally grown produce or locally sourced produce or meats or whatever. All of them, not all of them, but many of them do. It's just natural. You got no, it's just easy to buy. Why them. wouldn't you? Right. But they don't use that as a marketing tool. You know, Sacramento in the last year has done this farm to fork movement. Mm-hmm. Absolutely exploded. Absolutely Huge. exploded. So what Mezzo brought to the table when Richard was there um, was this concept of, gosh, your menu changes every quarter based on what's available. You know, that doesn't happen. It never did. didn't happen in Stockton before then. You know, before it was like, same menu all year round. Didn't matter if asparagus was in season or, or whatever, you know. So what's nice now is that you, know, you go to Mezzo and it's winter squash, then that's going to be in the menu. In the summer, you're going to have those summer uh, fruits and vegetables. So uh, that has been one of my favorites. I haven't been there in a while since all the change happened. Uh, I did not, as I mentioned, I just went to Market Tavern. And, yeah. you know, Philip Wong, I spoke with him and same concept. He wants to change the menu seasonally. So I, that's always been my thing. I wish more restaurants would do this. I mean, you know, if you go to a restaurant like Bud's, which Bud's Seafood is great, but they, they've had the same menu for a long, long time. And that, to me, in my personal opinion, was the downfall of Stockton Joe's, where I still think they're struggling now that Richard's moved there to try to freshen up that menu. Um, but the challenge they had was, even though they moved locations and fresh new place, they had they still had the 20-year-old menu. Yeah. And it, it just didn't work. I think people want fresher. They want... Uh, and, and, you know, the, Variety. the local source thing, you could think of it as a gimmick because you're just now you're you've been to restaurants where it tells you everything on that plate, where it's grown or yep. where it's sourced from. That's important now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you pay more for that. Yeah. And it is mile wine is is getting <coughs> produce and starting to get eggs from Bogstrap Community Farm. And, yeah, and they're and they are marketing it. But until you said it and realize nobody else is marketing that. And that's, yeah. that's very marketable. And, you know, since we're where we are, even if you get your vegetables from Cisco, you know, if you're getting certain things, they're going to be grown here anyway, because <laughs> that's just 
that's where they're getting them. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in the Central Valley. And if you just put, oh, this, you know, this onion came from Yolo County, people just think, oh, they just feel better all of a sudden, even though the onions always come from there or <laughs> San Joaquin County for that matter. Um, I think people just feel different about it. So I've always thought that restaurants could do a better job at that. And we're starting to see some of those. Mile Wine is one, and Market and Mezzo um, look at that trend in a positive way. Sacramento is just, they've, Always had some real progressive chefs up there, anyway. And uh, but this farm to fork, uh, you know, the, the visitors bureau up there has really been the champion of that. And they were actually thrown off guard, not even really understanding how they can market and promote it because it ha- moved so fast mm-hmm. for them. So you know, we got farmers markets. We all understand that concept, but uh, the restaurants could probably do it better. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other restaurants. What's nice now is that. For the, this will be our fifth restaurant week uh, that comes up in January. We did move it from September to January, and it'll be our fifth one. And the trend we usually see every year is like, oh, that restaurant's no longer here. We're not seeing that anymore. That's good. Okay, they stopped closing, right? And now they're now they're grow, coming back, and so Great. that is a positive direction to be in because, of yes. course, the economy really hurt the restaurant business here in Stockton. So um, we're just excited about that too. Um, See, restaurant week is gluttony week for us at the office. We try to go out and support as much <laughs> Couple as meals possible. Day. Yeah, so we expect it's to, a rough to have, job, uh, but it, somebody has to do it. You're right, it is. Yeah. So uh, you know, in our new location downtown, we're very fortunate too. We always have these standbys. These I don't know if they're standby standards. I guess for downtown dining, we always love Yasuyani. It's just mm-hmm. even again, their menu's been the same forever. But, um, but you I, can count I, on it, right? You know? But yeah. and it's just consistent and good mm-hmm. and you can just tell because that place is busy all the time mm-hmm. um we've been on you know and misaki sushi is right below us and uh i have eaten more sushi in the last six months than i ate <laughs> in the last my whole life i actually was never a big sushi eater but then i got i got my system down now and i eat a lot of sushi so that's been a big one for us too and so um it's good to see more restaurants coming i think uh, hopefully we'll see more and more come I haven't, you know, even been to Habit yet. Sure I haven't either. Have. No, well, Matt, Matt has. has. Of course. I have. Matt has. I have not made it He's there yet. He's more dedicated to stand in line. I'm not, uh, you know. Hey, the line moved quick. Well, I've driven. That's the thing. I've driven by there a couple times planning together, and I see that line, and I'm intimidated, yeah. and I go. And not only does the line move quick, but it the line is about the same time as it takes to eat a meal. So there are. Uh, I was worried about getting a seat, but there's, you know, everybody that was in line got a seat because it just rotated them in and out. It's funny you mentioned, too, because I was coming back from Del Oso Farms a couple of weeks ago, um, bringing the kids out there. And I said, let's go try Habit, you know. Well, yeah. You know, then you drive up. The line is crazy. Well, then I just get in another line. At least I could stay in my car. Cause I can go through In-N-Out. 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 <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's it, but and I guess that's their model to be by In-N-Out. But it's it's a good thing in this town if we can support. We can cause lines. I've wondered. Yeah, I've and, wondered how that is going to um, affect uh, in and out, but it sounds like it's okay so far with the big lines that have it. And they yeah. are different enough from what I understand. Oh, very different. Right. Yeah, very different. Yeah, I heard they have a good tuna burger at the, uh, you know, again, there's my, my sushi fish <laughs> kick. Yeah, I, tuna burger. I didn't even see that. I've heard they food. do have a good ahi tuna burger there. So. Uh, Ooh, that for, sounds I'm good. The only, I'm the only full carnivore in my home. And um, it does pass the the vegetarian um, test in my house, and they have they have chicken and they have um, they have a good veggie options. burger. I heard yeah, even yeah. so. My wife had that. I wish that you know. Hey, the more the merrier. There we need go. a little bit of everything in this town. So there you go. We sure do. 
Wes, tell us a little bit about Beer Week and how that went this year. Uh, it was our second year for Beer Week uh, this year. We had more participating um, distributors and brewers, so that was awesome. You know, it's, it's again, you know, people have a misconception of Beer Week that it's about, um, you know, drinking and over-drinking and partying, but really Boozing. it's a celebration of craft and microbrews, which is, you know, again, it kind of almost, you know, when we talk about locally grown, even on the restaurant side, the beer thing in Stockton is we're a little behind that trend. It's artisanal. Yeah, and it's hey, it's an art form, and actually, it's huge right now, mm-hmm. and it's just growing. You know, there was a time where wine dominated everything. Other, you know, it wasn't spirits related, and now beer is really taking a stronghold um, in the market. So, Beer Week is uh, a week long celebration now. The first year, I think it was three or four days. This one was a week, and various locations throughout Stockton. Though I will say it was very Miracle Mile centric because. It's just that walkable, you know, yeah. one, they partner together and they work well. They mm-hmm. play nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a plus. Yeah. And that, that kind of synergy is helpful. Anytime we do like Restaurant Week and Lincoln Center, very popular because there's synergy. In mm-hmm. America Mile, there's synergy. It can mm-hmm. be a little harder on the, the little peripheral places. But um, so we had all kinds of new stuff for Beer Week this year. Um, number, our biggest thing was the run that Tony Vice. He does a run each, I think it's Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and he does it at Lincoln Center. And, and then once a month, they'll do like a beer or something that after that. Usually gets like 50 or 60 people. For our beer week run, he had 200 people. That's awesome. Um, and so we uh, we were excited about that. Valley Brew did a lot of food pairing stuff was happening. Valley Brew did that. But other restaurants did too, and that was popular. People want to try some food and drink. It's like an ex- used to drink you know where i'm i'm bearing i'm bearing here um, and i ran yes yes and i ran so more yeah so uh and and just think on the mile now we got uh whiskey ta- whiskey barrel oh, yeah. tavern yeah. is there now so that'll be hopefully a restaurant week and beer week next year um but no it was really successful and you know this year we created a t-shirt um we had sponsors on the back um and uh, it said uh, keep calm and drink beer and it had the oh, Stockton beer week logo nice. on it nice and uh it was popular and i st- you know i wear it you know i have more Stockton shirts than i'm sure anybody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so i wear that shirt uh out a lot and i get more feedback and compliment just this weekend at safeway folks where'd you get that shirt 2014 beer week you have to wait yeah. So we're actually next year we actually will offer double uh, these that order, double the order. So we'll have them as giveaways because the incentive is you can get a free T-shirt if you go to one of the venues and you know let, we let them handle how they do that oh, trivia. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not any beer chugging competition. It'll be a <laughs> trivia thing. Or something. Brow. Right. High brow, high brow, high brow. Um, but we probably will sell them on our uh, new souvenir website because we we just launched StocktonSouvenirs.com. That'd be great. Um, and we've had this demand for always. You know, we get a lot of calls. Well, I'm, you know, I'm visiting so and so, and I'd like to buy some Stockton stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, you know, we did. We created a T-shirt last year, and eh, it just wasn't. It just you know, it's got to be cool. Yeah. And it just didn't. Cool jive. sells. Yes. And so I, we have a new graphic designer, Heather, that's been on board for a little over a year now. And so she designed um, what we call uh, our nicknames of the past T-shirt. Uh, and it's just a... Which it, is the shirt you're wearing right yes, now. Yes, and it just resonates. People just love it. We have had more people go, I didn't know that Stockton was known as so-and-so. Or I didn't know Stockton was known as Bricktown or Mudville or, you know, all the names that are on there. So it's educational. It, it's educational and comfortable at the same time. I love it. And uh, and affordable. See, our goal is not, we, you know, th- for us, yeah, 
we're just trying to pay our bills and make sure, you know, if my board doesn't want me to lose money. Um, but, I, you know, I'll never be rich off T-shirts either. So we try to price them really um, at the right price. So the guys' T-shirts are 10. Uh, women's T-shirts seems to always be a little more complicated or 15. <laughs> Uh, but you know, what Stockton, does that mean? I don't really know what that oh. means. Stockton is magnificent, though. We sold uh, over a thousand dollars in T-shirts in three hours, um, <laughs> so that really made us say, "Okay, this shirt's popular." And you know what does help too is variety of colors and variety of styles. So we had a women's cut, and we had a junior cut, and we had the, what they call unisex, which is, I guess, for anybody. the guys. Yeah, guys shirt. <laughs> so. Um, after Magnificent, we were like, okay, well, this is this is something we need to work on. So uh, we've always had coffee mugs, too, and now we have um, some tumblers. And so all this is now at StocktonSouvenirs.com, which is actually just um, – we went through Shopify, which is kind of a cool, easy thing to work with to build a, a retail site. And um, we've been marketing promoted that. We think we've had – we launched it late a week ago. We've had four sales. You know, all of our sales are local. It's like <laughs> – you can. That shows the demand, though, right? You, people want it, but they're not willing to drive downtown to get it. So <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. Um, Come see the new building, right? Right. And we're really trying to push, you know, that unique gift for this holiday season. That Stockton nickname of the past T-shirt. Make them so, a basket. Yeah. You'll see <laughs> our Put them on your college kids and send it back to their college. Right. It's that I'm kind thinking. of thing. So you'll see ads in San Joaquin Magazine, uh, Portacol, other publications to the community that's pushing our T-shirts. Just to remind folks, it's a, a place you can come get gifts and come down to our office. Don't pay shipping. Don't pay, um, you know, all those other crazy fees that we may have. So, um, yeah, T-shirts. And now we just got a new color, green. It's a, a olive green, I guess. It's, it's, it's we're kind of requested color. So the color I'm wearing is not available. Sorry. Oh. This is a prototype. Oh well, I, my! Uh, it's a special. That's there right. There you go. I Susan, I told you the story, but Wes, I was um, Don and I, my wife and I, and our daughter were in vac- on vacation in Colorado uh, about a month ago, and we were at the Red Rocks Amphitheater, which is a very well-known touristy spot. And I'm I'm rocking my names of a Stockton past maroon Stockton shirt, and this guy walks up and says, "Stockton, like two oh nine." <laughs> and I said, uh, yeah. And he's like, I'm from Manteca. No way. <laughs> so I, uh, I have a rule. If I leave, if I leave Stockton, I'm always, I'm Must always have trying shirt to wear on. A, yeah. a stock, something that says Stockton or it's clearly Stockton, um, for just those kinds of things. Cause then yeah. it was this whole big conversation. Whoa, he's from Manteca just traveling through Colorado on touristy spots too. But Get lots of uh, lots of compliments on the on the names of the past. Well, I like the uh, Tuliberg did the uh, We Own the Night shirt, you know, with oh, the yeah. skull on it, which mm-hmm. I, I love that shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think that they would probably sell more if they. The benefit that we have at the visitors bureau is that we have the ability to promote market. That's what we do for a living. So yeah. um, we have the ability to get the word out there. No one knows to go to a little marketing company downtown to buy a T-shirt where we can mm-hmm. go through all our followers on Facebook, Blast put it. it on our website, buy you know Google AdWords support it, Facebook ads. You know we have a little more yeah. uh, power behind it. But um, we're you know you got to be cautious about how you expand your line. But we're looking at possibly doing new designs. But I also think you're going to see some of these new elements that we've done here maybe integrated into our website in a cool way too. So Very cool. we're excited. I'm going to come downtown and get me one of those. Yes. And a coffee cup. Blue, yeah. purple, pink uh, for the ladies. And then we have gray, green, and some other colors. on. Uh, they're all on the website. And then don't awesome. forget your orange double wall tumbler. Yes. Very nice. Yes. All right, Wes. Well, um, 
Thanks so much for coming in and, and catching us back up and our, our listeners, some of them that might be brand new to Visit Stockton and, uh, and, and to you. Um, but for, for everybody out there, tell us where we can find uh, all the information about, uh, about Visit Stockton and all the social media stuff. Um, well, you can do it from any type of device that you want because we are a very mobile-friendly website. Uh, and we also have an app, too, that you can download. But visitstockton.org, visitstockton.org is our site. And that's where you can find the area's largest events calendar. You can also request an official Stockton guide if you're having an event, uh, a family reunion or a wedding or something where you think you want to give your guests a Stockton guide. We can help you out with that. Um, but I think if you want really want to stay on top of what's happening in Stockton, sign up for our weekly email. Um, it's just incredibly popular. Uh, we send it out each Wednesday, comes to your inbox, and it talks about the highlights of the weekend's events coming up. And we just get such great feedback for it. We put a lot of staff time into that thing. So uh, the more people that sign up for it, the better. But, uh, you know, we, we send out nearly 6,000, I think, every Wednesday now. And, and that list grows every single week. We probably gain 10 to 20 new signups on that so that's the best way to, to wow. keep in touch great we will add links to the show notes at podcaststockton.com to all the places you can um, learn about visit stockton including your very very popular facebook page you guys do a great yes. job you and your team uh keeping uh, that up to date it's, it is it is certainly the um, the first place for most folks to find out what's going on in the city and uh to combat that that strange thing that we hear when people say there's nothing to do in this town so point them to that um, Wes, thanks again for joining us on Podcast Stockton. Thank you guys for having me. It's been great being back. Susan, 2013 seemed to go by super fast. Lots going on. We had lots of fun. We brought the show back. That was awesome. That was totally awesome. Highlight of 2013, I would say. I'm definitely saying. Uh, Stockton has gone through a lot of changes this year. Um, and uh, I would speculate that a lot more changes in 2014. But, uh, you know, I, I, 2013, I think the biggest thing was... Uh, it's you, you, you got to address it. It's it's the grill in the room. Um, we elected a new mayor, and that's that's been the thing, right? That's been nothing, almost the unspoken thing on the show. And I'm not going to talk about that, Greg. I know you know Greg. <laughs> Greg probably wants to talk about that, but more so than anything, it's it's it seems to be there's been a lot more, a lot more engagement. I don't know if it's engagement from every part of the population within Stockton but there certainly has been a more vocal vibe within the city I would say yeah I, I wouldn't know. say it's uh neutral I mean it's not a lot of neutrality mm. on that issue right <laughs> I would, so I would agree with that yeah I would agree with that so I Love think that's good or hate them <laughs> yeah there's or who yeah would well, be it's what just would good be the people... answers you the, the responses you get from a general poll from I mean the public, I, public. I think uh and I'm not I'm not this isn't my term, but Mike, Michael Fitzgerald, you know, he called it and everybody else kind of agreed with the sentiment after the last election at the end of uh, 2012 was it was a vote the bums out mentality. And mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm quoting him right. But 
that Stockton wasn't doing well, so let's vote the bums out. If somebody wasn't doing well, let's get them out of office. Let's get everybody out of office. And with except for Kathy Miller, all the people that were going up for re-election. Yeah, turnover. They got they got booted in favor of somebody else. And, you know, we have new people on the council. We have a new mayor. It seems, even though there's more to Stockton than the mayor and the council, it seems to, it's a different year. It's a different yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. Um you know, whether you whether you love them or you hate them or um, I think at least the good news is that people are talking. Yeah, people are definitely talking. The thing that surprises me is how many um, uh, I, there's there seems to be the big argument against the, the, the record and everybody, not everybody, but there are people that citizens within the within Stockton that that um, complain about the records viewpoint about the mayor, about the council or about the bankruptcy um, or about any one particular issue when I think the record in the last year is, I mean, we, you need that, you need some source that's going to dig into the details, look under a micro, look, put everything under a microscope and examine everything. And it's with all the stuff that's gone on in the last year. And there's been a lot of controversy within the city council and the administration of the city that at least there's, there's a source that's, that's, not saying okay, fine, we'll just take it at face value, but actually digging in. I think well, yeah, that's it's been their valuable. job to report the news. You know, yeah. I I don't know that we've necessarily seen an increase in involvement. I mean, if you increase in involvement, if you look at the uh, election on on Measure A and B, we I think it's dismal. <laughs> we had very 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 small voter mm -hmm. turnout. No, on a I, very important yeah. issue. Right, I agree with that. That so, I think people are talking, but I don't think you're you're right. It's they're not parlaying that into getting to action. the polls to let their wishes be known. And I think you don't get to complain if you didn't vote. And my thing is with local government. I think local government is the most important thing that a citizen can get involved with. I mean, yeah, there's presidential and there's national politics and there's state issues. But the thing that you can most directly influence in your world is local politics. Mm -hmm. And fewer people care about what's going on there than they care about what's going on in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think that's a problem. I think that's reverse because it all goes uphill from there. And um, I think another big part of it is, you know, we've had a council that has been making it very hard for the record to not write about crazy, stupid stuff. Right. Dumb stuff. Um, and that's a very generic statement towards the council. I'm doing air quotes because I don't <laughs> know that it would fall on the council as a whole. The, the council we had before this did a lot of very hard business work. And a lot of what happened from that council, we're now starting to see the fruits of. And so this council has got to be, you know, responsible with taking what's been going on before that, dealing with all the hard stuff, and then continuing to move it forward. And right now they're getting they're, they're having to make a very, very important decision by choosing a city manager. And that's going to be what the new year is going to have for us is a new city manager. And he's going to set the tone and set the pace of City Hall and define what the culture is under him or her. And that the city manager runs the city 
at the council's behest and guidance. Yeah, he's a leader. Yeah, so let, let me ask you guys because you know it's interesting to know what what's you know what's 2014 going to look like. Is, is it going to be more of the the bickering and the bashing of heads, or are we going to get some? Are we going to get a city manager, and are we going to get some consensus building, or are we going to get or, or are we going to get more of the same, which is the bickering back and forth and the complaining and the the playing out in the media of of the negativity that we've seen and some of the crazy antics that have gone on. What do you think? I think that the um, the choice of the city manager is just going to be really key. As you've said, Greg, I mean, that person is really, uh, you know, is is to be the leader. And, and then it's also, uh, yeah, hopefully it's not going to be polarizing. You know, hopefully whoever they choose, the council can all you know, get behind and come together to, you know, advance this agenda of getting on our feet. I, I, I hope for that. I hope that we'll let, that we're less polarizing. We can't ignore the fact that we have two council members that are running, uh, uh, that are opposing one another for county seats. Right. We have Paul Canepa and Kathy Miller running for opposing seats. So they're opposing each other for the same seat. So there's going to be a change at some point. In the leadership of the count or of the of the, the complexion, the, yeah, uh, of what the the council looks like, but mm-hmm. you you gotta hope that if the mayor's going to be there for three more years, that we have some semblance of compromise. They need to so, get more cohesive. So than we have. Need to get cohesive, and that's my only hope. Is I'm hoping we get a competent city manager, and that nobody announces his arrival too early, and that we. Rebuild from there. We have measure a pass, so we'll get some tax revenue. Um, but you know, having said all that, it's interesting because in the last couple of weeks, everything that's been in the media, everything that's been in the record, anything that's been written by council members or said by council members or the mayor, nobody's saying the thing that I think needs to be said, which is we're in a lot better spot because of our police chief. Like mm-hmm. that guy has been the rock star in the city, and he doesn't get enough attention. And oh. I. The the chief has done a great thing. I think if you look at 2012 versus 2013, the chief has changed the tone of the city. And, um, you know, I, I serve on the chief's community advisory board. And so we get, you know, regular updates from him on what's going on and what they're moving forward towards and, and everything. And the thing that I think is really awesome about Chief Jones is, you know, before Jones, we've had transitionary chiefs mm-hmm. that I think were just marching towards retirement short timers mm-hmm. yeah and that's been and really that that's been really disruptive and then for the police department on top of that there's been all of the cuts and the union versus city hall and city mm-hmm. manager stuff that's been going on that's definitely strained uh, morale for the police department now you got mm-hmm. a chief who comes in you know, day one He's he's got a plan and he's rolling it out. Like he had yeah. stuff that the day he became chief, mm-hmm. all of a sudden social media started for the police department. Yeah, you know, they've got they've gotten very smart. They're using technology a lot and uh, a lot more than maybe the average citizen knows. I mean, they've recently just had a story out about them using something called Spot Shotter. Oh Spot, yeah, Shot Spotter. Yeah, I just read uh, about that today too. Yeah, that's new, but that's we've had that for six months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, he's done. He's pretty much cut the murders, I think, in half. 
Yeah, let's give let's give him year. let's give him credit. Some yeah. kudos because he, you know he seems to stay out of the limelight a little bit. You know, which well, the chief's really good. Actually, I think about I think the difference. I think it's great. I mean, that he just what he really seems like from my perspective is that he's just really working hard and doing all of this stuff, but he you know is just not in the limelight, and that's cool by me. You know, because I, I think, think he he's does a good job work. of engaging in a whole bunch of different levels. Like he does, he does get in front of the media. Probably more than any of our more recent uh, of our chiefs previously before him, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but he's not a grandstander. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, um, but he's he's got a plan. He's executing it. Um, the police department, as I understand it, they love him. That's great. I mean, I've heard stories from some of the officers I've interacted with who say, "Oh yeah, I remember when he when he made lieutenant. I knew I was going to be working for him one day." Well, you you introduced awesome. uh, you introduced to me and my wife uh, to the chief, and I, I couldn't you know I, I I walked away thinking, I mean this guy is not an elected official he's a he's a, a hired official, mm-hmm. and he is certainly doesn't act like a like an elected official because he you know he he seems very genuine and not to say that our elected officials don't either but he just has this sense of. I care about the community. I care about what's going on. I've seen him in a couple of events in town. And he's just, he just seems like he just wants to be here. And he wants to do, he wants to do something that, to impact the community. And I don't think there hasn't, there hasn't been enough credit given to him in 2013 about the things that he has done to cut our murders in half, which has a trickle effect to every single thing, every quality of life um, point that we make in the city. And then it's, it's, they they blame city council or the mayor or they credit city council or mayor, but a lot of it's you know has been from him. And and I'm hoping that let him continue to do that. Let him continue to find new ways to police and new ways to enforce. And now with Measure A, get some tax dollars, hire new cops. But let let him continue doing that. Don't mess with that. And hopefully we get a new city manager. And hopefully the city council and the mayor will get along. Is it too much to ask? I think for 2014, what I'm hoping to see is. Um, a city manager who can um, consensus build that can bring people together because the previous city manager um, love him or hate him those are usually the terms love him hate him don't know him um, he was brought in to do something and people blame him for coming in to do it but not realizing that he was brought in to do that he was brought in to to deal with our financial broken house and tear it down and build it back up and the people who were, there were people unfortunately hurt in the tearing down are obviously not a big fan of his, but he was brought in to do that by the city council. And he was brought in to do that out of necessity because if we didn't do that, we would be like Detroit. And, and he stayed. And he stayed even after he was harassed and, you know, <laughs> tried to run out of town. And, you know, the guy stayed and did the job mm-hmm. that he was supposed to do. So in 2014, I hope someone we can have someone who's who's still strong and intelligent, but can do some consensus building now that we've gotten the foundation that we have now. We're in a very good place compared to where we were, sure. you know, five, six years ago Absolutely. when this all started crumbling down. Um, and that's sort of my hope. And my hope is that uh, um, that the uh, the city council and the mayor can refine. I'm, I'm using some very selected words here <laughs> refine <laughs> and enhance their skills at dealing with each other and their professionalism and and knowing 
what it is that they are there to do and hopefully working together and and coming together to to develop what their vision is based on input from the citizens um for for our town is i mean 2014 can be a really great year of recovery i mean everywhere they're saying the economy is getting better except for in the valley um (laughs) (laughs) but you know we shouldn't be far behind that so hopefully 2014 is a a building year for our city yeah i I agree and and i you know certainly 2013 was a was a great year because we brought back podcast Stockton. so thanks Thanks, Greg and Susan and Manny, for uh, coming back and uh, helping me with the show. I, I can't wait to bring uh, lots of wonderful more content in 2014. I hope great things for the city and great things for uh, for all of our listeners and to you guys for the for the coming year. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Thanks for listening to Podcast Stockton. We'd love to hear your feedback. Call or text us on our listener line at 565-3229 or email us at podcaststockton at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Twitter, username Podcast Stockton. And thanks again to Wes Ray for coming back on the show. Always great to catch up with him. For all things related to Visit Stockton, including what we believe is the greatest events calendar for all things Stockton, go to visitstockton.org. And for links to all the things we talked about on today's show, go to podcaststockton.com. Until next year, make it great, Stockton.